If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, I want to start this week's episode by saying thank you for making my podcast part of your routine. There are thousands, if not millions of podcasts out there. So the fact that you chose mine and you have me as your coach and mentor is a great honor for me. So today I wanted to do something a little bit different and extend an invitation to you. Because if you like my philosophies and and you want to be part of a group of people that are hard charging and are taking action towards financial freedom and fulfillment, then all you have to do is hop on a call and talk to somebody on my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call to find out how we can help you achieve your goals. You don't have to do it alone. We are here to help. In fact, doing it alone is the longest journey towards success. It's a lonely one on top of that. So just take the next step. All I have to do is say yes, jump on a call, and then learn what you don't know that you don't know, and let's help you fast track towards success. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's, and we have a very unique guest today. It's an Italian lady, Lucia Giovanni, is a former international Italian model turned transformational speaker and best-selling author. How cool is that? Nice combination. Her 25 years of motivational work through the Globe conferences and workshops has been inspired by growing up through local different parts of Italy and Africa. Interesting combination. Lucia's international book, A Whole New Life, has been translated into eight languages and sold thousands and thousands of copies. And today she is going to teach us about something that's near and dear to my heart, how to transform our identity in order to create a new life. We know the words that follow I am follow you. So your identity is part of that way you see yourself. And how do you transform that? So I'm excited to welcome her to the call today. Let's get at it. So Lucia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Well, you know, you are the perfect person for me to interview because you've had so many different identities in the course of your life. And I want to take it back to your supermodel days and then the transformations that you experienced. And what was it like for you as a supermodel in your identity? What were the inner conversations that some of them you might have had? Maybe you've never told anybody, but there's a lot of pressure that goes with that. There's a lot of expectations there's a lot of attention you get, but some of it isn't necessarily authentic. So tell us exactly. a little bit about that experience and then the transformation all the way to a firewalker trainer today. Yeah. So at the beginning, of course, of my career, it was all about excitement. And I was very young because I was still, you know, in college. So it was like everything was, was new and this glamorous life and so on and so forth. But after a while, it was like everybody, it is true, I got a lot of attention, but it was only for the external part of me, you know, <laughs> like nobody cared about what I was thinking about, how I felt about my ideas, uh, you know, like I, I felt that I wasn't really sharing anything <laughs> with people except from my body, which, which, which at a certain moment became very heavy, you know, 
like uh, and my inner conversations so on one side it, this was going on okay so like okay what 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 is this life about yes it's about going to parties and earning a lot of money because that that was <laughs> that was true but at the same time i felt empty inside it's like you know a shell with 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 nothing inside and and how i how did you that, deal with that the drugs, was, sex, rock and roll. What did you do? How did you sex, deal with it? Definitely, you know, I I tried to, I I I think I bordered depression at that point. Nobody knew, almost nobody knew. I mean, I spoke a little bit to my ex-husband at the time, but he was a model himself. He didn't understand. He just said, "What more do you want? Do we have everything? What do you want? Go see a psychiatrist. You have some problems." And then I tried to speak to a good friend of mine again, another model, and she said the same thing. What more do you want? Do you want to do more fashion shows? Do you want to be, you know, at the haute couture in Paris? I don't care, you know. It, it's not that what I want. And and she said, go to some psychiatrist. Say, same <laughs> answer. And so I try to to numb myself. I try to, uh, you know, as you said, uh, food, sex, uh, parties, and uh, vacations, holidays in beautiful places, shopping. <laughs> but but it didn't work you know like for for a few moments it was okay you know i enjoyed the thing and after a few hours or a few days maximum it was gone oh come on how about shoes you didn't mention shoes shoes sure shopping (laughs) bags shoes (laughs) clothing and of course i had this good discount at designers outlets and so (laughs) so how did how did you so Maybe some people weren't as um, spiritually hungry as you were. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you transition? Because I know that I've dated a few supermodels, and there's a, it's a tough transition to, for some of them to go from all the attention they got to now, you know, for a woman aging a bit, feeling different. Not, you know, at one point, it's a pain being looked at and, and being thought of as a piece of meat. But then when you no longer are looked at the same way, you're like, okay, hold on a second here. That wasn't so bad. How come, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting the corner table in the restaurant anymore. How come you're not paying for my meals? What's going on here? <laughs> true, true. Well, actually, I left that world uh, before that. Because I, when I left that world, I was in my 30s. So 30, 35. So I was still, you know, in, in, in the good shape. Um, but the, my reaction was going to the opposite side. Like when I started my career as a coach and as a spiritual teacher, I totally couldn't wear makeup at all. And I still have difficulties in wearing makeup. I didn't want to wear any high heels or any, you know, anything. Like I actually <laughs> used to, to go outside dressed like, I don't know, a homeless, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, it's like I, when somebody quits smoking, they become the worst. Get away from me. Yeah. Stop smoking. You're going to die, right? You went yeah, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely overcompensated on the other side saying, I don't want to be looked at. 
for my exteriority. I want to be looked at for my interiority. I want to be listened to, yes. you know, and then it took me probably five, six years of adjustment, you know, where I can wear makeup if I want to. I'm not fond, as you can see, I don't wear makeup even now, but I, I'm not fond of that, but I can do it. I still don't wear high heels, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with nice clothing now, but it took me a long time and now of course i'm 55 so i'm over the hill on another you know i i i'm not i mean i couldn't be modeling anymore and and so yes and so now there is this invisibility thing like <laughs> but but i think it's okay because i people hear me listen to me so that that that's the most important thing you know actually now that I that, that you make me think about it, a few years ago in a, in a convention, in a big summit in Italy, uh, there was this trainer who said, who introduced me, and he said, "Oh, Lucia Giovannini, here we have, and uh, I think she she is the, the most beautiful uh, trainer in Italy, and of course not because I'm so beautiful, but because in Italy it's just men and me." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain level, I'm the only woman, so sure. it's not that difficult. And, and I remember internally, I had this reaction saying to myself, well, why does he have to point out that? Why can't, we, can't he say, introduce me saying uh, she's very good at what she does? Why has, does he, yes. he have to, to point out my, you know, again, my body or my face? Right. So, yeah. Well, well, I can kind of answer that question is, as men, we've been trained to tell women they're beautiful because they want to hear that. And then, you know, all kinds of weird things happen. And we talk about these words, you know, the words that follow I am follow you. And I'll give you an example. You watch a parent raise a child and say to the child, you know what? I love you so much because you're so well behaved. Yeah. Or I love you so much because you're so smart or so funny. Yeah. Or so pretty. In or case so pretty. Yes. In case of a female. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> or you're such a good athlete in the case of a boy, maybe. Yeah. And so although we mean well, what we're actually doing is we're setting this expectation to the child of conditional love is, you know, as long as I'm pretty, yeah. daddy and mommy will love me. As long as I'm yeah. smart or quiet or yeah. resourceful, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. then as I'm lovable. Yeah, as long as per I will perform, then they will love me. No, they, exactly. So the message is they don't love me for who I am, they love me for what I do or what, uh, you know, the results I bring to, to the Correct. Yeah. So yeah. in your work, you know, you, you're, you're an author, you're, you're an achiever, you're, you teach people through NLP, you're a master firewalker, so you're, you're doing a lot, and you're doing a lot to break people's belief patterns and help them with that. So maybe speak about that a little bit, because I think a lot of people walk around with these labels that have been given to them innocently by the people that love them. Sometimes they're good, but sometimes they're debilitating, and the people are living this way the rest of their life. Somebody said, you know what, you're really good at helping me clean up at a party, and one day they thought, I'm a little introverted, I helped out clean up the party, People like me, and they spend the rest of their life not even enjoying themselves, looking how they can help and serve because yeah. they feel loved. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. It's like labels we put to ourselves or other people put to ourselves. And I remember Ellen Langer, you know, the psychologist, one psychologist at Harvard, calls them 
premature cognitive commitments. It Ooh, means that, nice. which is very nice. I, I, I talk about that in my book, A Whole New Life. And I, I, I quote her because I like the, the idea premature cognitive commitments. It means that we committed to being that kind of person in a moment in our life where we didn't have all our cognitive capacities to really understand what it meant, you know, to wear that clothing or commit, you know, to, to that label. And then we stick to that our whole life. And, and it's really, you know, restricting our capacities. Um, and so, yeah, what, what I do, as you said, firewalking, uh, other rituals I do um, in order to help people break through those resistances, break through those, those labels. And of course, I think there are a few things that, that are needed. One, of course, is tools, like clarity on what they are, they, true, uh, they truly are. Clarity on, on what, I mean, uh, where, where a person wants to go. Uh, because most of our goals also are totally uh, conditioned by, you know, who we think we are. Uh, like, oh, in our family, we've always been lawyers, so you should be a lawyer too. You know, we expect, or at least we expect you to be a lawyer. Or I, I just took an, a lawyer as an example, but it could be in, in our family, we are all artists, and you should be an artist too. It's the, the same. So uh, having clarity of who we really are, uh, what our talents are, and then uh, having tools to find our resources. And, and the other th part is developing the courage to break through and developing the courage to, to let go of our old identity in order to become who we really can become. Are and you that's a morning when, person? I am quite a morning person, yeah, yeah. At least my, my main routine is in the morning. Like... Yeah, like my, my meditation, my breathing, I do a lot with, you know, I work a lot with, with breathing exercises, my yoga practice. Yeah, it's all in the morning. Because then when I've done that, I, I mean, my, my day starts differently. Right. So it's interesting. Some people will say they're a morning person. Some people know I'm not a morning person. But I, you know, I grew up on a farm, so I'm a morning person. It, it comes more easily to me. However, I could be an evening person and a night person. I get a lot of energy at night as well. It's just that I've been conditioned to be a morning person. And I just, I say that because how many of us are something like a morning person or a swimmer or we eat a certain way because the environment provided that opportunity for us and then we yeah. thought that's who we are. Yeah. So what are some parts that you've shifted in your life Maybe from, you know, not Many, so resourceful yeah. to more resourceful. And how did you do it? So while you were, you, you were sharing, I thought about me. I've always seen myself as an extrovert. Okay. During my, my uh, modeling uh, time, I was very, apparently, I, was ve I thought I was very extroverted. Meaning, you know, parties and, you know, staying with people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then I realized I'm not that extroverted. So I would say I'm an ambivert. I'm not totally introverted, but I really enjoy, you know, and I need time with myself, mm -hmm. which was something that up to probably 10 years ago, I didn't allow myself wow. those times because I thought that, you know, 
I've always thought I need to be out there with people, speaking to people, at the center of attention, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, that's not who I am. Just, just to so be there. was that because it met your needs or because you thought it would get you what you wanted? It was because I, I thought it would get me what I wanted. And also, uh, as a model, like when you go to a party, for example, and and I mean, sometimes that's part of, of a model's job. They just pay you to go to a party, you know, yeah. to show up. So you can't show up and stay five minutes and then go or, or then leave, or you can't show up and stay in a corner and hide yourself. Right. You, know, you have to... So I was in a way conditioned to think that, that that's who I am. That's what I need to be. So it's interesting. And what you're saying is that some of us get trained to be something we're not because the system rewards us. Yes. And therefore we start to adapt, almost believing that we are that until we find the time to be quiet enough with ourselves to go, hold on a second. That actually yes. isn't the way I prefer to be naturally. Yes, yes. Let, let, for example, I can give you an example with my husband, and he was an ex-lawyer, okay? And as a lawyer, you are trained to look at the worst-case scenario. Mm. That's what you do, because you can't be a lawyer and think, oh, everything will go fine. I don't read the contract because it's okay. You know, I trust the universe, of course. No, those are energy workers. Energy yeah, healers. Energy healers. And so, and so that's okay. But what happens when you, when you do so, that for many years and for many hours a day, and then you look at the worst case scenario in all areas of your life, you know, you go on holiday and you look at the worst case scenario. Right. You go on a re to a restaurant with friends, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So again, that's his journey was to detach himself or free himself from that you know, um, habit to really find himself. And actually, he's much more playful now and much more open to new things which, than before, you know. That's a really good point that you, uh, that you bring up is I watch myself even today with a lot of the work I've done have the filter of critiquing because my father was a very um, powerful force in my life and he was very critical. He was afraid of failing so much. He was a, um, a consultant for companies and his job was to go into these companies and see what was wrong and make them better. So he would come home and he would look at his family and see what was wrong to try to make it better. So then I always was trying to make myself better before he could catch me doing something that wasn't, wasn't good enough. So I would be more connected and loved by him. But I also realized that it made me really good at building businesses because I would see what was wrong and make it better but it also made me judgmental of people. Yeah, sure. And when you judge people, you disconnect from them. Even if it's not spoken, there's an energy, I believe, that you know, you're know you looking at them and you're like, oh, wow, they're not dressed very nice or they look like sloppy or how come they don't work out or whatever. Yeah. So what is the mechanism you would recommend for clients or your, your husband use to, to shift? Because I would use inner narrative awareness, incantations, things like that. Yeah. Um, changing my identity to somebody who's yeah. more empathetic and being conscious yeah. of that. What could you add to that? Yeah, yeah. I could add, because um, that, that's all, also the things I would use definitely. And awareness is the first step, because if you're not aware of a pattern, you can't change it, of course. So the idea is catch yourself when you do it and, and and the sooner you catch yourself the sooner you're able to to get out of that habit 
Uh, and uh, I could add to that uh, some small uh, ritual. Even, you know, for example, for me, on, on my transition between extra, from extroverted, apparently extroverted to introverted, uh, my ritual was to spend at least one hour a day with myself. And so I needed to start saying no, which was very difficult because saying no, you know, then you offend people, et cetera, et cetera. So my other ritual was to say five no's a day, five times no to someone, to some invitation, to, to something. Uh, and of course, the idea uh, was to start with the easy no so that when the most difficult no in my life uh, would come, then I would be already trained with saying no. So, uh, of course, these little rituals can be different from one person to the other, depending on, on what people need to work on. But finding a little action, easy action, you know, not something like meditating 20 hours a day because you do it one day and then, then you, you leave it. Uh, but a little thing that, that you can do and, and really, I call them rituals because it, it, they are sacred. No? It's mm -hmm. sacred space, sacred time, sacred actions. So that, like that, that. yeah, so that when the triggers come, you know how to respond. Honey, would you like to take the garbage out? No. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Honey, would you like to sleep on the couch tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's could good. That's good. The, could you please pass me the salad? No. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about that, the nuance, is start saying it to the little things. Build the muscle. Build your confidence. Build momentum. And then, I, and then, you know, I would add just shift uh, mentally so that you have a new identity, something like, mm -hmm. you know, every day in every way, I build the courage to say no to more things so I can do yeah. the things I'm meant to do. Yeah. And that, yeah. that inner conversation is what ends up directing behavior anyway. So, yeah. um, so add that. So that's really, really, really super. Yeah. So today for you, you want to add something? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to add that, 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 so it's totally true. And, and when you, you start doing something consistently, like saying no consistently, or I don't know, uh, when I wrote my first book, for example, I didn't, I thought I, I was not able to write a book. Okay. And then I started like a couple of pages a day, you know, and, and, and the book, and, and, and then I had the book. At that point, my whole identity changed because before that, I, I didn't, th I couldn't think of myself in terms of a writer. Then after writing like a page or two every day for more than a year, I became a writer inside my, my head, I mean, in my inner talk. So even, you know, when you do something consistently, like you run even five minutes, but five minutes a day consistently, then you become a runner, you know? Yes. That's the idea. I agree. The same thing happened to me when I wrote my first book 10 years ago. I was almost embarrassed. I'd sit on the plane and somebody say, what do you do? I could not say I'm an author. <laughs> Even though I was, I couldn't bring myself to because I felt, I felt like a fraud. And yeah. then later I'm like, got, I got more comfortable with it. And now, you know, I've written three books and it's more easier and it makes sense. Yeah. And I feel comfortable saying it. And I think sometimes we need to throw that, that identity out there and, mm -hmm. and then romance it a little bit. Yes. Right. And play with it and be okay to know that you're stretching into it. So, you know, maybe you're going to, 
you're not a best-selling author yet, but you could say I'm a best-selling author and kind of get yourself yeah. familiar with it, wear it a little bit. So I like yeah, that as yeah. well. Yeah, and allow yourself, you know, to, to sit in that place. Yeah. Yeah. And think that you deserve to be that. Also, yes. So your book, Whole New Life, tell us a little bit about the meaning behind that, because I have a thing called A Whole Life Millionaire. So uh -huh. let's see where the commonalities are. I believe that people pursue one area in their life thinking they can only have a great relationship, but they can't have a great career or great health. I like to believe you can have it all when you are intentional yeah. and purposeful with it and surround yourself with the right community and the right people. What's yeah. your book about? Yeah, the book uh, Whole New Life is about change. Because I've noticed that all of our human problems rotate around change. Because either we want a change that is not happening, like a change in our career, in a relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Or we don't want any change. We would like to keep things exactly as they are. And that's when life throws us into change. Mm. So either way, uh, it's not easy, you know, to, to, to manage change. So... Um, and, and this happens at any age. If you are a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The color of your skin doesn't matter. It, it, the culture doesn't matter. It, it's the same for, for whole humanity, I think. So a uh, whole new life is a guide through the process of change. So the idea is to help people, and it actually already helped uh, thousands of people, uh, creating the changes, the transformations they want in their life. And I totally agree, uh, we need, and, and I also speak about this in the, the book, we need to expand our uh, possibilities. Like uh, for most people it's just, you know, they focus only on, on their career or only on their family when, when we can actually have it all. And, and so, yeah, also in a whole new life, I speak about, you know, the, 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 the several areas of your life and how to improve them, basically. That's awesome. You have such a beautiful, gentle way about yourself. You're very agreeable. I can tell you, you've done the work. Um, what's the best way for people to get hold of you? So they can uh, find me uh, on my website, which is my name, basically, luciagiovannini.com. Uh, then I have um, a Facebook group, a free Facebook group called A Whole New Life. Okay. And... Did you have a gift or something you wanted people yes. to hear about? Yes, I have a gift, which people can find in my website, uh, which is a free five video course called the Five Days Challenge. And uh, it is based on a part of my method of a whole new life. And a, a part of it is called the access of change. Uh, and in the five videos, I will I guide people through the several steps that we need to go through uh, in order to make an evolutionary change, a positive change. That's awesome. That's super. Is there any other resource, any quote, any mantra that you live by that you'd like to leave uh, our listeners with today? Yeah. Well, uh, a mantra I live by, I try to live by, is a mantra that I think everybody knows, <laughs> which is, a quote that everybody knows, which is be the change you want to see in the world by Gandhi. It's quite popular. Uh, but I think the real, it has a real deep meaning because there are so many things that we know at a cognitive level, but those things would make a real difference if they could go from our mind to our muscles, you know, to, to really incarnate uh, those principles and so those ideas. 
And so that's why I try to do on myself and also I try to pass on to other people. Well, it looks like you're very successful in that area to me. I loved uh, you know, our interview before and today. Uh, you're a beautiful soul. Thank you for taking the time. And I want to remind our listeners that it's really important how you describe yourself to yourself, that relationship, because labels are available from all kinds of people. Programmers in your life want to come in and tell you who to be, how to be, but you really have to stand guard at the door of your mind and say, no, you know what? This is who I am. Get to know yourself and then describe yourself intentionally. I am, I am, I am, and then live into that and live into your epic life. So, uh, Lucia, thank you so much, and uh, we're going to have you back on the show another time soon. Thank you very much, and uh, it was a, such a pleasure. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.